How we doing? I am your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob. Welcome to Station B.O.B. And let me tell you a little about thee. I am a kid from a Harlem hood who turned out good. I got educated like I should. Now I know how to help you grow to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. With that said, I am here to provide you with some clarity associated with the perplexity of the challenges in your life, love, and work. So, without further ado, let's get down on it. Enjoy the show. Ah, yes. Welcome once again, my friend, to Station B.O.B., where you listen to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. And, of course, I am your host, Dr. Rob. And, as always, I am filled with joy, enthusiasm, and energy to bring you yet another podcast. And, yes, this is podcast number 50 what say you to that yeah thank you thank you so much i mean podcast number 50 as i said before my last podcast when i first got into this business I had no idea that I would be able to keep it going. And I want to thank you so much for all the support and love that you have shown to this podcast, to Station B.O.B. And I'm going to continue to work to bring you the best content and the best insight to help you become the best of your being in life, love, and work. And... Unfortunately, I'm going to start yet another show with a heavy heart. As by not as by now we all know about the mass shooting at the elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, and I just want to send my condolences to the families and friends and the children and and you know at this point I'm lost for words, and so on on these type of mass shootings and killings. But what I really want to say is that, or that is why, or this is why I talk about emotional intelligence all the time, because a lack of emotional intelligence, which doesn't say that you are not intelligent, It just says that it decreases one's ability to handle tough situations. And so our emotions, our emotions are something that we must be more aware of and understand that we can take control of because there's no way in hell that anybody should be so mad, so hurt, so frustrated that they decide to go into a school building or any building, a supermarket, and decide that they're going to just let off 
um, third and fourth grade children and teachers. No, there is no frustration, anger in the world. And by golly, if you are that frustrated and you cannot handle that, get some help. Get some help. Enough is enough. And so, although today we're not really talking about what happened in Uvalde, Texas, I just wanted to pay some homage to that situation. But this show is is going to be similar. The topic of today's show, which I'll tell you in a minute, because before I get started, I just want to start off by using my newfound quote from Michael Jackson. Can it be that I stayed away too long? Did I leave your mind while I was gone? Uh Uh-huh. I certainly hope not. And so, with that said, I want to thank you again, my friend, for tuning in to Station B.O.B., where I have another special podcast for you today. And so, after you listen to this podcast, please tell a friend, tell a foe, heck, tell any and everybody you know to download Station B.O.B. on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other podcast application that you have access to. And this is a podcast where we provide content to make good people better, sad people glad, and sometimes we might even make you mad, but that is not our goal. Our goal is to pick you up, empower you, enlighten you, and most of all, have some fun with you. And so today's topic is about communication and it's sort of tied to Uvalde, Texas, that incident, but it's not about that. It is just the idea of communication, also known as talking. So today we're going to talk about talking or not talking. Why is talking so damn hard for some people? And something like talking, you would think, should be so easy. Because first of all, it's free. It doesn't cost a dime. You can do it anywhere, on the phone, on the toilet, at home, at work, in a relationship, after the breakup as of a relationship. As a matter of fact, since I mentioned relationships... Did, did you know what is said to be one of the biggest problems in marriage or relationships? The lack of communication, a.k.a. the lack of talking. Yep, a marriage with two people whereby one may want to talk about the issues and the other may not want to talk about the issues. Or sometimes both people will not be willing to talk. Can you imagine that? And talking is probably the easiest thing we can do as humans. Yet in reality, in so many cases, it seems to be the hardest thing for us to do. And so that begs the question, 
Why is talking so hard to do? Why is it so hard for us to communicate? Especially, especially when it is the one thing that can help anybody solve any and all of the things that might be of concern to them. As I said earlier, the most common complaint amongst married couples is a lack of communication, also known as not talking. So again, I ask you the question, why is talking so hard to do? I mean, what's up with that? What do you think? That's what I say. You know, my research shows that there are many reasons that why people don't communicate. So I'm just going to share a few of them with you and let's see what you think about about that. One of the reasons, you know, that people don't communicate communicate is that we are not all the same okay i understand that different men women different races different cultures different sizes different attitudes different perspectives so we are not all the same what one person may deem as something easy to do might be difficult for someone else another reason is some people are just introverted, and seem to be better off alone. And they cannot deal or interact with others effectively because they are so busy interacting with themselves. Well, if that's the case, then why did that person approach me or you about being in a relationship? Golly! It seems to me that there should be more to it regarding not talking, you know, not talking out the issues in the relationships. And yet there is another perspective for the lack of communication, which is the fear of rejection. Now, what about that? The fear of rejection and you're in a relationship with your husband or wife and you have a fear of being rejected? Hmm. Now, I'm not sure what the what rejection has to do with talking with your partner, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, or your significant other to resolve some issues. Either we are going to agree or disagree, which is a normal, everyday type of thing. Now, the next reason the research shows that people may not talk is because, now this is a big one, and and I can certainly understand this reason. Some people may have been raised that way in their respective families where they may not have been allowed to have much of a say in anything as children or as teenagers or even as young adults. Sometimes this could be a cultural thing. And so if you're you're brought up in a family 
where your voice is not important, where you have not been allowed to have much of a say in anything and share your feelings or your thoughts about any situation, or perhaps whenever, you know, these individuals may have tried to share their thoughts, they were cut off, told to shut up, shut up. That's terrible or judged by their family members in a bad way. So now you fast forward 10, 15 years later, they're married, and they can't find their way out of a paper bag in terms of communication. And this can be a a trauma-like experience for those individuals. And this would have led to their not wanting to communicate or talk about their thoughts and feelings. This is why we have to get to know these people up front before we start falling in love, having sex and being intimate. And then we love a person that finds it to be an arduous task to communicate, to share their feelings and thoughts. Because this can be very serious. And it it would be difficult for you to have a high expectation for this person to talk to you about trying to resolve some issues in your relationship because they don't talk. They were not raised to talk. As I said, often they probably were shut down and not allowed to express their feelings. By golly, then perhaps they should have told you before you fell in love with them, right? I mean, what do you think? And so it usually does not happen that way where we can find out. But no, this is what I, this is what I want to say is that we can find out in the early stages of our relationships. If your partner is a willing communicator or not. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's, a, it's definitely a good idea. What do you think? Do you think it's a good idea to find out early on about whether or not your partner is a willing and wanting communicator? What do you think? Yeah, I would say it's a good idea to find out up front. Before you fall in love, before the sex, before the intimacy, Find out up front if a person is or is not a good communicator or more so than being a good communicator, more so of being a willing communicator, somebody that wants to communicate about what happened to the money. Why didn't you come home last night? So you didn't pay the electric bill? You didn't pay the gas bill? Why is my car gone? Why is my car? Why has my car been repossessed? You didn't tell me that my car was being repossessed. So you might ask, Dr. Rob, how do I find out at the beginning of a relationship if a person is a willing and wanting person, a person who wants to Talk about the issues in your relationship. How do I find out early on? Well, I've talked about this on a number of occasions. And I'm going to answer that question 
on the other side of the break. Have you read any good books lately? Your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob, is the author of three great books. In his first book, The Choices We Make, Robert takes a look at relationships to help readers learn how to have a good relationship with themselves before they can have good relationships with others. In his second book, Access Denied, Robert brings an eye-opening perspective about what happens to children and fathers when their relationships with the mothers of their children end on bad terms. Robert explores what he calls child pawn when a parent, usually the mother, uses a child as a weapon to hurt the other parent. Robert provides a let-go lab in his book to help parents find positive ways to resolve their issues in the best interest of their children. Light Up Your Life is Robert's latest book. Robert writes about the fact that we are all born with a special God-given talent. Even though we are all born with a special talent, most of us miss our true calling. In this book, you will learn how to find your special talent and light up your life so that you can become the person you were born to be and live a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. Books are available at barnesandnobles.com, amazon.com, and Robert's website, relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and back to the show. Okay, welcome back. And so just before the promo, I was talking about answering the question, how do you find out, how can you find out early on in the relationship, before the intimacy, before the sexual relations, and then you get in too deep, and then you find it hard to make a decision to get out because now you're in in a scenario with a person who may have, who may perform well sexually, but not communicate about anything. And communication is the other part of the sexual relations in that the sex is good and that's great, but the relationship would even be 10 times better if the communication was as good as the sex. That's right, I said it. Because it is important to be able and willing and wanting to communicate. So the answer to that question as to how do you find out up front? Simply start off the relationship by talking about some of those things that are hard to talk about, like our childhood. You know, this is not a new discovery for U.S. Station B.O.B. If you have listened to my podcast about relationships, how to weed out abusers, well, the, the same way we weed out abusers is the same way you weed out people who are not willing and wanting to communicate. And so you have to start off the relationship by talking about what for some of us might be the hard things to talk about. And that really is the point where nothing should be hard to talk about. But because some of us have some traumatic childhood experiences, some ruptures in our childhood, like sudden death and loss of a parent or maybe Sexual have been sexually molested or have grown up in a house with physical and domestic abuse. So those type of things can 
and will affect your ability to want to communicate. And so it doesn't make you a bad person, but if you're in a relationship and you're with another person, it it is it behooves both individuals to be communicating so that the the relationship, the marriage can be sustained through tough times, hard times, good times, bad times. Communication is the key. And so as I was saying, we have to ask those hard questions like the questions about, tell me about Joey the little boy. Tell me about Sheila the little girl. Tell me about Susie the little girl. Because as I always say for many of us, that's where our life issues begin. It all starts with our families. And when when your perspective mate, whoever they are, Taekwon, Madison, Caroline, Jordan, uh, give me some other names here, Dylan. Okay, when 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 you first starting off in these relationships, you have to talk about or talk with your mate, and your mate should talk with you about who. Tell me about your life as a little boy. Tell me about. Madison, the little girl. You see, because for many of us, as I said. A minute ago, that is where the difficult life experiences began in our childhoods. So when you ask your prospective new mate to tell you about their childhood, about their relationships with their fathers, about their relationships with their mothers, usually if that person is willing to share the good and bad childhood experiences with you, whatever they are, whatever they might be, and they do this voluntarily. You don't have to to pry and to prod and to dig and have arguments about why you're asking these kind of questions. If that person is a wanting and willing and voluntary, voluntarily communicating, then more than likely you are dating a person who would be an effective and open communicator, even, you know, um, and they and they even might not be inclined to be an abusive person. Their open communication is a good sign that that person is not preoccupied with hiding from their past and the pain it brings them. Especially, see, the pain is reinvigorated when we talk about it because it's a reminder. And if, a, if that person hasn't, you know, dealt with those issues or overcome them because they have been resilient, then more than likely, you know, that person would not be a good communicator. But in the example that I just provided, it's more than likely that a willing communicator about their past, the good, the bad, the ugly, that person is more inclined to be an open and willing communicator. As I said, the bad, the bad and the bad, the good and the the bad of 
that most of their impactful experiences is a good thing. A person who can talk about those kind of things and a sign of a person who is willing to talk with you. Now, although that person may not look like your ideal, you know, uh, man, he might not be six foot three, slender, muscle bound and all of those things or pretty long hair, shapely and all those things that we imagine or, or, or some of us imagine how we want our the love of our lives, our soulmates to look. Although that person may not look like what you envision as the man or woman, you know, that you might be physically attracted to, that person could be the man or woman of your dreams spiritually, especially if you want to be married for the long run. Whereas on the other hand, if your perspective mate is angered, by your questions regarding, you know, tell me about Madison or Jodeci or Sheila or Cindy. Tell me about yourself as a little boy or a little girl. If this person is totally unwilling to talk to you about that part of their life, then that person more than likely may not be a willing and wanting communicator regarding the issues and concerns that you all will have that may arise in your relationship, in your marriage. And many times that person may have abusive tendencies as well. So take note that you can root out those who are not willing and wanting to communicate. Now it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It just means that they have some issues that they have not resolved. And if you are interested in having a relationship, being in a relationship with someone who is an open and willing communicator, then you need to find out if that person, you need to find out up front if that person is who he or she is and if that is the person that you should be with. Because if not, I'm going to just be right up front. Get out and do not turn back. Get out. Be like, yo, Quadir, you kind of cute, bro. You kind of cute. But I, you know, at this time, I'm just not ready for a full-blown relationship. And thank you for everything. And the same is true of Quadir has to say that to Madison or Cindy or Jacqueline, or whoever your prospective mate might be. So you realize that you have committed to a person who will not communicate about the issues in your relationship, which they may have a, have caused to occur as well. And so you can find out up front in the, in, in the beginning. Okay? And so the moral of the story here is that we are all different and we, we all have, we all are different as to the ways we are willing to communicate or not communicate. But remember talking, talking is easy. Talking is free and you can talk anywhere. 
And so we already talked about a way to weed out the non-communicator. And so keep these things in mind. When it comes to talking, as I said, talking is free. It does not cost any money. You you cannot get it from Amazon, the mall, and you you don't have to work out or anything. All you have to do is be willing to talk in an effort to work things out. Talking is always good. As I said, talking is always good. Talking is like a medicine that you cannot get from your doctor. And when you talk about things, you always feel better. I'm just going to just say it. Absolutely, you always feel better when you talk about it. Talking is always good. Talking is the only way to resolve your issues. Talking is the only way to ease your emotional pain. Stop your pain or share your concerns with someone else. That's that's what talking does. You can stop your pain if you share your concerns with someone else to find out that you are not alone. And I am willing to bet that people who have committed suicide, mass murders, or, or sh- have shown some other extreme impulsive behavior, if those people would have simply talked to another person, a group, a parent, a friend, a relative, a teacher, and or a counselor, I, I am willing to bet those people would have done something different other than commit a mass murder. They would have done something different with their first action. So to talk or not to talk is not the question. To talk is the only thing to do, the only way to feel better when you are overwhelmed with bad feelings, bad ideas, bad thoughts, negative thoughts, and etc. Remember, Talking is always good. It does not cost any money, and it will set you free from your grief. And with that said, I'm going to leave it right there, and I want to thank you once again, my friend, for walking with me, jogging with me, driving with me, being my ride or dying with me. Thank you so much. It is the Memorial Day weekend. I want to give a big ups to all of our veterans who have served to protect our rights and freedoms here in America. Thank God for democracy, although it seems like it's not working the way it was designed to work, but it's better than any other system. And so with that said, remember happiness is a choice. Choose happiness. And you can get my podcast anywhere you listen to your other podcasts. And so with that said, remember love is an action, not a word. And it's not supposed to hurt. And on that note, I'll talk to you later. Peace. As we wrap up this show, I hope this topic helped you to grow. And now you know a little bit more than you knew before. 
If you have any questions about this topic, please email me at changeagentrtg at gmail.com. See my website, relationshipreadiness.org. To learn more about my counseling, consulting, and educational programs related to life, love, and work. Finally, in the words of the late, great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., if I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he is traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Until we meet again, do the right thing when nobody is looking. Peace, beloved.